0: Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I wish life came with a user's manual. I think that would just make life so much easier to help navigate life's challenges. And when you felt unsure, if you wanted to make a change in life, you could just like flip to the page that you wanted, open it up and be like, great, here's the guidance that I need. This is what I should do to solve my problem. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user's manual, but it does come with therapy. And therapy is pretty Probably the closest thing that we're going to get to a user's manual. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and then learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to, you know, kind of that user manual. And I have to say that. I can speak to this firsthand because just this week I was talking to my therapist and she introduced me to a new form of communication, a certain style of communication that I'd never really tried before as a way to kind of talk about um, challenging things, but in a very factual way without putting emotion into it. And I tried what she suggested and it really worked. And I was like, oh my gosh, Lindsay, thank you so much. That was really helpful and that is where BetterHelp comes in as the world's largest therapy service BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100 online plus it's affordable just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist and if things aren't clicking you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime and it couldn't be simpler no waiting rooms no traffic no endless searching for the right therapist just learn more and save 10 off your first month at betterhelp.com minutes that's better h-e-l p.com slash minutes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this freeform episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. I'm Kelly and today there is no meditation. So if you're here for meditation, go to the episode before this one. Um, But today I thought we'd do something fun and do something I can't believe I've never done in the last five years, but that's kind of explain how I make a mindful in minutes episode. So, what does the planning process look like? The writing, um, you know, the edit, like, how does a mindful minutes episode start as just an idea in my head and then become a thing that is released on a Sunday or a weekday if it's a free from episode? Um, And this is also semi-inspired by the, I mean, like loosely based, we'll say, um, because I am currently in planning mode for 2023. So I have a survey that you can take. It has just a couple of questions, and there's a place where you can request um, episode topics for next year. And you will, as you listen to this episode, you'll hear why that's uh, so important and what ideas basically I pull from like surveys like these to help create the meditations that you hear every single week so I'll link to it in the show notes if you want to fill it out Uh, feel free if you have some ideas or you want to um, just I don't know have your voice be heard you can do that it just helps me in the planning process and of course I ask that you always keep any feedback just you know let's let's just keep it polite let's keep it polite and, you know, keep it nice. Um, I'm not worried about any of you not being nice, but just, you know, a general, just a general, let's just be kind to one another. Um, As you heard in the ad that ran before this, I recently learned a new style of uh, communication. It's actually called like nonviolent communication. And it's not, it's not just like, you know, don't like be mean to people when you talk to them. but it's this particular style of communication that helps to basically share feedback and to be collaborative with someone else in a way that's very like factual based instead of like emotionally charged. And I found that to be really I found it to be really useful. Um, and it made me think about, you know things like this, like if you're giving like feedback or like writing reviews, that sort of stuff, um, how you can also just keep the information that you're sharing very, like, Factual base, so it's helpful as opposed to like emotionally charged, which can sometimes you know not be as beneficial to other people. But anyways, this isn't about me and my therapist. <laughs> but what I did want to share is this, basically the process. Give you guys a peek behind the curtain um, because I I have no idea how other podcasts do it, but I do know that each podcaster has kind of a unique process, and I just wanted to share mine. So basically what I do, and I don't I don't even know necessarily where to begin because, well, I think where I should begin is the general planning process. So I actually like to get an outline uh, for Mindful in Minutes, whatever the next year is, um, a year, almost a year in advance. So around this time-ish, like October, November-ish, I like to plan out the next year. And those of you that have worked with me, whether it be on like a mentorship level or a train, you probably know that I really like a good spreadsheet. Um, Part of my coping mechanisms as being a functioning adult with ADHD is I have to use certain things to help keep myself organized. And one of those things is a spreadsheet. So I have like a big master spreadsheet with the different years and it's called my Mindful Minutes episode planner and I start there. So what I do, and I just recently did this, is I did the 2023 uh, tab in that spreadsheet and I will put every single date of every Mindful Minutes episode that will be released basically January through December. So I start and I look at, okay, what will be, you know, the first one? And it just so happens that in 2023, a Sunday, the first Sunday lands on the first of January. So I was like, great. In January 1, that's the first episode. And then I go from there and I add the uh, the first of the episodes. So the community mini, um, I put the subscriber bonus episodes that come out every month. I release those on the second of every month. So I make sure that I put that in my spreadsheet. I add all of the Sundays and then since you know I've been playing a little bit with like freeform episodes, I've decided, I think, at least what I have planned so far for next year is I think I'm going to do two freeform episodes a month. So the second and fourth Wednesday, I believe, is what I planned. And the reason that I'm deciding to mix it up and change it a little bit is, one, I don't want to get burnt out, and I want to make sure that the episodes that I'm releasing are useful and valuable, and I never want to feel like with this podcast, it's like, oh, well, I said I was going to do this thing, and I'll just put something out just to have something out there. I try to be really intentional with what I share, with the information that I share, with the teaching that I do, and I think I'm going to start with two freeform episodes a month, I'm doing one every single week doing a meditation and then like a Monday freeform episode. I like it, but I don't know if I can sustain it long term. And It's always easier to add more than to, um, you know, scale back in the middle of a commitment. So anyways, that's how I start is I will literally put in this spreadsheet, takes me a fair amount of time, every single episode that will be released, like the date of the episode. I also color code this spreadsheet. Uh, More or less, it's like teal is uh, a community mini or the episodes where I donate the ad revenue, which is something I've really been enjoying in 2022. So I do uh, anticipate continuing that in 2023. It's on the spreadsheet, so it's happening. Uh, Subscriber bonuses are purple, meditations are green, and freeform episodes are blue. And then if there's ever like a guest meditation, that's like a deep purple. So I put in all the dates. I color code it. This makes it easier for me when I'm just looking at a glance to know when I'm planning, like, you know, do I need to decide what I want to do for a free episode or a meditation? And uh, I also in this spreadsheet, I put like if there is a sponsor for the episode, I keep that in the spreadsheet. I have a column. I can mark it off if it's been recorded or not. And any other notes that I need for that particular episode. Like if, for example, um, maybe enrollment for meditation teacher training is coming up, I might make a note um, that that's coming up. And, you know, I may do a freeform episode around that particular topic. So in terms of planning, like what meditations go where, what I used to do at the very beginning of Mindful Minutes, and this process has really evolved over the last five years, as I think any process, the more that you do something, I think you should Look for ways to improve and refine. Is I used to just every single week, I would sit down and I'd be like, okay, well, what do I want to do a meditation for? And I would just write a meditation and then record it, like maybe on a Saturday, and then it would be released on a Sunday or a Monday. And this worked at the beginning, but as I started getting more meditations, uh, more content on this feed. I needed a more organized system so that I could not only make sure that I was keeping the meditations and these and the ideas fresh, but that I wasn't putting a lot of similar meditations close together on the feed because I do mostly pull when I'm writing meditations for my own personal practice. So sometimes you may notice like certain trends if something's really inspiring me or if I'm personally really working through a particular thing or that comes up a lot in my meditation practice you might see similarities showing up in practices but I try to you know keep it organized in this way so that you're not getting like if I'm personally working through um, you know I don't right now I'm really (laughs) this is what's on the top of my mind because I'm currently working through like a lot of kind of like energy work like motivation I've been feeling like a little bit sluggish sluggish um, and I've been feeling like maybe there's some energetic blocks. So I've personally been working through that in my own meditation. However, I'm sure you guys wouldn't necessarily want an entire month long of, you know, trying to work through energy blocks and motivation. So I kind of look at, you know, different topics and when I can look at it all in like a spreadsheet and I can be like, oh, I just did like a chakra meditation last month. So maybe I'll save that, you know, even if I've written that meditation, I'll just mark in the spreadsheet to do it maybe next season or something like that. So I have this big spreadsheet that keeps everything organized. Then what I do is I will kind of roughly fill out, and this is where like that survey that I mentioned, this is where you guys can give me some feedback because I will look at a glance at the year. And if there's anything that it's like, oh, you know, certain meditations, right? Like the first of the year, the first episode of 2023, it's on January 1st. It's a community mini. It's definitely going to be something around like new beginnings or like starting the year off, right? Like it's going to be a New Year's Day themed community mini because it's on New Year's Day. So there's a handful of dates where it's like, oh, this naturally you know, lends itself to this topic or this type of a meditation. Or in this month, I really want to explore this. Or let's say like, you know, in fall, I'll usually do some kind of like a, you know, like maybe like an Equinox meditation, things like that. So if there's anything when I'm overall looking and I'm like, well, this needs to go here, I'll put it in there first. Then what I do is I have in Google Drive, that's where I keep, I used to hand write out my meditations and I actually gave myself carpal tunnel doing that so I, a couple years ago when I started writing more meditations I had to switch from handwriting although there was something that was really kind of nice for me to like handwrite out these meditations in notebook um, I had to switch to typing because like I said I gave myself carpal tunnel and I had to adjust for that so now I have them all saved in this folder and I have a few there's a mindful minutes folder And then I have a couple of folders. Uh, One is like meditations that have been recorded. One is meditations that have been written but haven't been recorded. And then I have one where it's a bunch of like either half written or just Google Docs with titles, like four meditation ideas that maybe haven't been written or really been, you know, formed in any way. So I keep, you know, all of these in kind of a filing system in Google Drive. So I will then look at, um, you know, is there anything that I've written, but I didn't see a place for it yet in the previous year or the previous month. And I might look at something. And um, for example, there is a productive morning meditation that I have written and is kind of ready to go. But since I just did the grateful morning meditation, which is the one that came before this one in the feed, um, I'm saving it and I'm putting it right at the top of the year uh, for next year. So I kind of just start to fill in the blank. So if there's any meditations that I've written, and I'll talk about that writing process in a moment, I'll just kind of keep them saved and I'll keep them in my back pocket for either the right time or every once in a while. And this this is something that I find to be tricky at times is the writing process, the creative process. It's hard for me to just like turn it on like a light switch and be like, okay, You know, today I need to write a meditation about this, and then I can just write it. I find that I often write the meditations or an outline of the meditations. Usually, when creativity hits me or that inspiration strikes, like I'll write several in a day, or I'll sit down and I will write like anywhere from two to like Six meditations, and it's like once that creative energy is flowing, and I usually write freeform episodes on a different day because it's a very different process, um, and meditations on a different day because that's kind of more of just like the creative process. And I will sit and I will kind of do a meditation myself to clear my mind to get into that space, and then I'll look at the topics that I want to write on or that I feel inspired to write on, and I'll just start writing them. And I often write several in one sitting because I'm kind of in that in that mode. So I take meditations that have been written and completed but have not been recorded and shared yet and I plug them in where they seem like the best fit. I also look at uh, what types of meditations you guys love the most. Um, I look at like my analytics and I see you know what meditations have been listened to the most. Like are there certain themes? Like I know for sure some of the top Uh, meditations that you guys really enjoy are sleep meditations anxiety meditations and like morning meditations so I try to do one of each maybe each quarter ish so maybe I'll go through and be like oh or like maybe once a month I'll try to do one that's a topic that I know you guys really enjoy and those three topics in particular even though they're probably the three top topics that I've Created meditations around, um, I still get requests for them the most. So I try to maybe do like once a month, do one of those that I know you guys are really using and needing and craving more of. Then a lot of times I'll look at the spaces that are left, um, which is usually quite a few. And I don't always fill out the whole year at once because I will like intentionally leave spaces open because there will be times where I'll be working through something in my own meditation or something feels really topical or something will happen and I want to have some flexibility to kind of like wake up one morning and be like you know what I know that I was planning on doing this meditation today but actually I'll just move that one to one of the blank spots and today I feel really inspired to share this practice or whatever it is. But I do go through and I fill in a lot of the meditation and freeform topics based on your requests. So it's my belief that as a teacher, it's my job to serve my students, right? As a meditation teacher, it's my job to serve my meditation students. So I take requests. I don't always make meditations for every request. Sometimes the requests that I get are so specific that they would lend themselves well to, like, a private session or a, you know, a a custom meditation, which I know is not a thing that everyone can do. But, um, you know, I'll look at ones and I look at topics that get requests often, and that usually kind of bumps it up in the priority line. Um, Or if there's one that I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea, I'll kind of plug it in. Or if it's something that, like, a lot of people could benefit from. Like, for example, sometimes I will Um, Get And I I did get this one a lot and I've done a meditation for grief. Like that's a topic that I would get a lot of people requesting. And that's something where it's like I haven't really explored that before. And so I might take that and I might, you know, plug it in somewhere in in the plant. So before I dive into the creative side of Mindful Minutes, I want to talk about a product that I use literally every single day. So I started taking AG1 because I had heard that it can really help with mental clarity and energy. And as a new mom, I was like, well, I definitely need both of those things. Plus, I wanted to know what the hype was about. And let me tell you, the hype is Real. I mean, with one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source adaptogens, probiotics, and superfoods. I mean, you guys, it is like literally everything you need in one scoop. And I have to say that since I've been taking it for a while, it's almost just become this little micro habit that makes a huge impact on my health. But if I miss a day or I forget, like I feel it. So it's one of those things that's like you don't realize how good it's making you feel. Until you accidentally skip it once. You're like, why do I feel off today? Why am I feeling a little bit sluggish? And you're like oh yeah, it's because I forgot to take my athletic greens this morning. And I just, I don't know, it's just one of those things that like, I just feel so good when I take it. So I'm never going to stop. And something that I love is that it costs you less than $3 a day. And plus you're investing in your health and that's like less than getting, you know, a cold brew every single day. And it's just this little micro habit with a huge benefit. And right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com minutes. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash minutes. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, so now that you know, I have like extensive spreadsheets and I plan episodes out sometimes almost a year in advance, I wanna talk about more of the creative process and actually creating these meditations. So I usually have like three different days. I'll have meditation writing days. I'll have free form episode writing days. And then I usually have recording days. So the reason that I do this is one, like I said, when I'm sitting down to write a meditation, like once the creativity is on and flowing, I kind of get in a groove and I'll just like write and write and write and write. Um, So a lot of times I'll write multiple meditations in one day and then I'll either, you know, maybe I use them immediately, or it might be used months down the road. I don't know. It just depends on when it feels like the right time to share that meditation. I also sometimes will pull inspiration from places, well, I pull a lot of inspiration from places that I've been. And a lot of times the imagery that you hear and like the guided meditations where it's a very like a physical place, walking in a forest, you know, visualizing a thing. Um, it's It's me reliving a place that I've been and using all of my senses to kind of give, you know, tell a story about that place in in the form of a guided meditation. Um, I also pull a lot from my own meditation practice, as well as things that I do with my students, um, even little techniques that I'll do like in my yoga classes and shavasana, things like that. So I pull from a lot of different places, and that is really what inspires the actual like, content of these meditations. Every once in a while, I will, um, you know, just do like a full-blown request. Like if someone's like, I would love to have a, I don't know, a a nighttime meditation where I use the imagery of the stars. If it's something that I'm like, oh, I could do that, I'll do it. But it's really hard for me to write about something that I can't, I either haven't experienced myself or I can't kind of imagine quickly. I feel like the few times I've tried to do that, kind of like a made-to-order type meditation, Um, without any creativity, it it falls a little bit flat. Um, That's just my own personal opinion. But of course, we are our own worst critics. Um, Then I will do freeform episode writing days. So these are different. It feels a little bit more like formulaic, that's not quite the right word, but it's like, it's like I'm writing and prepping for like a workshop, right? So I'll do a lot of research. I'll pull from like the different manuals that I've written for different trainings. I'll be watching like YouTube videos, all sorts of stuff, collecting the information, then putting it together in the free form episode. Um, and one thing that I always do is I always have a plan. So usually my meditations, the scripts are like, it's like written as a script ish. Um, Freeform episodes always have, at a bare minimum, a very detailed outline to help keep me on track and make sure, you know, again, an adult living with ADHD, make sure that I don't take the train totally off the tracks and forget where I was going. Although, if you listen to this podcast, you know that still happens sometimes. Um, The subscriber bonus episodes, those are almost always by request. So I do... Like once or twice a year, I'll email all of the um, subscribers to the premium feed, which I am currently like revamping. So there's going to be some really nice changes that's going to make it easier for you guys to subscribe to that. Um, I'm actually switching platforms where I'm going to hold subscriptions, and it's going to be way easier. Like for people, I know there's some issues with like different countries and things with the platforms that I'm currently using. Um, I'm working on um, really ironing out those those kinks for you, but I will. Almost all the subscriber bonus meditations are ones that people who subscribe to that feed, um, they make requests and I just, I give you guys what you want. Then I have recording days. So in order to record a Mindful Minutes episode, you guys know I record from this teeny tiny little closet. It is underneath the staircase that goes to my basement. (laughs) It is, you know, dark in here, but it's cozy. And I do this primarily for like ambient sounds. Um, When you're leading a guided meditation, of course, and I mean, my voice isn't particularly like high pitched or loud or anything like that. um, But I want to be really cognizant of ambient sounds. And when you're doing a guided meditation, sounds like that, they get picked up really easily because you have those like long pauses in between, you're speaking slower. Um, So I can only record... For so long, there's there's a couple of factors in recording day. One, um, my voice gets really kind of uh, scratchy by the end of, you know, recording day. So usually um, maybe two hours, maybe two and a half hours is like my absolute max um, before the quality of my voice. I don't know. I'm not like an opera singer, but you guys know what I'm saying. Before, um, it doesn't, I'm not quite sounding the same. So I have to, you know, make sure that I'm recording within that time that is still good for my voice. And I also, um, it needs to be quiet. So since I record at home, it I'm almost always recording either during Porkchop's nap time, so middle of the day, or I'm recording after he goes to bed. Although lately I've been feeling so tired. I think part of it is just like the seasons, right? As it gets darker out, I do get a little bit of kind of that seasonal affective disorder. Um Lately, it's been during the day. So I'm kind of, you know, at the mercy of Porkchop and how long he sleeps. So I usually record when Porkchop is sleeping and my husband is out of the house and Sweet Mila Girl is taking a nap too um, because then it's just nice and quiet. I can sit down. I can focus. And I have a list of uh, which episodes I'm recording that day. And I try my best to just, you know, record them. Um, I do usually record a little bit in advance. Mostly because I, and it depends, like sometimes if I'm feeling really inspired or like I'm on a roll and I've written a meditation and I really like it, I might record it and maybe schedule it. I don't do this often, maybe a few times a year, but maybe I'm like, oh, I just wrote a meditation for the fall, but then that will lead me right into like an idea for a meditation for the spring. And every once in a while, if I have some time on recording day and a meditation that's like done I'll just record that and schedule it to run in like March or April. Every once in a while, I'll do that. Um, I record the audio first. So I take the intro, I pull it in. Um, If there is a sponsor or an ad, I will record that. And then I go right into the meditation. I do my voice first. And then when I'm editing the voice, like when everything's been edited, I add the background music in last. And I try to... I have like a handful of music, you know, like royalty-free music that I can use like on, you know, podcasts, YouTube, things like that. And um, I just have a handful of them and I try to pull the ones – I just try to pick the ones that feel like they just fit with that particular meditation. There really is no rhyme or reason. I'll just be like, oh, you know, this one just – this meditation feels like it needs something – a little more upbeat, or something. It's a little bit slower, whatever it is. I try to just find the one that seems like it matches the tone of the meditation. Um, so that's the last step in editing, and then I, you know, export it, put it all together, and then I go in and I upload and schedule it, and write the show notes and all those things. Um, the reason that I've started recording a little bit ahead of time is one uh, because I just ever since I've had pork chop it's life has become a little bit more unpredictable so even like right now you can probably still hear it my voice at the tail end of a cold uh, I usually would have you know probably had these episodes done maybe like a, at least a week in advance and that's because you never know like if someone's going to get sick or you know if I lose my voice or um, you know something comes up right like life happens and I try to work just a little bit ahead of time for the most part of the- I didn't do it, of course, the one week that I get sick, um, but, you know, that's just life. And just to give me a little bit of an insurance policy, um, it really upsets me whenever I feel like I'm letting you guys down. So if I, you know, do get sick and I can't put out an episode or something comes up, um, I mean, you know, knock on wood, that hasn't happened in a really long time or something's come up and it stopped me from putting out an episode – But, like, nothing makes me feel worse, you guys, than feeling like I let you down. I really – I just – I have so – it's hard for me to not, like, get all ushy-mushy talking about this. But, like, I have so much love for you guys. And I love what I do so much And Mindful Minutes and Meditation Mama. um, The same process is very similar to Meditation Mama except, you know, all the content I'm putting over there is, like, prenatal and postnatal. But I just – I really, I want to create the, I just want to do the absolute best that I can do for all of you. Does that sound so cheesy? It does sound so cheesy. I don't know, but it's true though. I just, even when I'm like planning, I try to be really intentional. I try to put a lot of thought into like, how can I do the best, like be the best meditation teacher for you guys and what you need for your practice and like, how can I best support your journey to like your true self and or whatever your goals are with meditation like how can I do that and so I've put you know these few systems in place like having this spreadsheet so I can keep an eye making sure I'm you know incorporating some of the meditations that I know you guys really like but then also layering in like some requests and things like that working maybe a week or so in advance just in case something like pops up um, you know taking request like I'm trying to create these systems so that I can just do the best that I can do because I just I love Mindful Minutes so much. And I just I want it to be like the best thing that I can that I can do. And, you know, just all you can really do is just do your best. And this is a way that I try to do that. So I think I'm just running through my mind really quick. I think that's pretty much the whole thing. I mean, we we hit it everywhere from you know, busting out the spreadsheet to hitting publisher schedule on the episode. But that's really how I do it and how I I make this work, especially because I do, I do this all on my own. Now, there are some things that I've recently gotten some support, you know, people that are outsourcing some of my things. But in terms of like, writing the meditations, recording them, picking the music, editing, like writing the show. That's all me, like the actual like episodes. I do have someone that now helps and like takes what I've created and then they'll like upload it to YouTube for me, which I'm really grateful for. Um, but yeah, and I think the one thing that I miss, but I know I've mentioned this before, is every time before I, I sit down to actually hit the record button on the meditation, I set the intention of may this meditation reach the people that need it today. Um, and I, I set the intention of that, and then I take one moment of gratitude for every single person that has ever listened to this podcast. Um, that's just kind of my little ritual is I you know take a few deep breaths, quiet the mind, then set that intention and take a moment of gratitude for all of you. And then I, I lead the meditation and then later I put it all together and schedule it. So that, that is the whole process. That's how I do it. Um, let's see. The, the thing that is bringing me joy today, you know, honestly, this podcast does bring me a lot of joy. There's a lot of fun things. I'm just like being the cheesiest little person ever, but it's the truth. I've just really been filled with this like new level of gratitude for just getting to do what I do lately. But uh, there's a lot of really fun things that I'm working on. I'm feeling like I get to be a little bit more creative. Um, I have a you know meditation deck that is that I'm you know working on that I'm creating with like a a local artist that I know here in the Twin Cities. I'm really excited to share that with you. Um, I've been transitioning transitioning, you know, and writing like scripts for other people to use, like other meditation scripts. You guys know I already have two. I have a bundle of 10 guided meditations that are five minutes and a bundle of one that's like 10 minutes, but I'm putting together like a prenatal one, um, like an evening one. And I've really been enjoying um, giving other people those tools, you know, whether it be meditation scripts, yoga nidra scripts, things like that, um, to be able to share that practice. So it's just a lot of fun things that I've been enjoying I just love creating and writing and I'm excited to to do that and that's really what's bringing me joy and you know answering your question honestly I forgot to look I have like a list of them for for questions of the day I forgot to pick one and I'm already um hitting record so I'll just answer one that I get asked a lot and people will usually ask like is there one book or one place if I'm just wanting to start out on a meditation practice or deepen my meditation practice that you recommend that I read and my answer is always like Yes and no. And there's a handful of books that I may recommend, but I almost always will ask a few other questions like, what type of meditation really resonates with you? Or what are you hoping to learn? Or what do you get out of the practice? Um, And then I'll make recommendations based on that. But I haven't found, like, a book. I'm like, well, if you're interested in meditation, period, you need to read this one book. Um, But there are, you know, a handful of some that, depending on what your goals are, I may... I may recommend those. Um, But yeah, I get asked that question a lot. and, And I don't have like one where I'm like, this is the one that you need to start with. But there's tons of really great meditation books out there. I also think that you should look at books that teachers that you enjoy have written. It's so important to find that good match between student and teacher. So if there's a teacher that you really like, like start with their books. And I think that's all that I have today. Thank you guys for listening. What a different topic Uh, but I kind of had fun sharing the process if you want to help me in planning next year not mandatory but feel free to do it Uh, the link to that survey and I'm going to leave it up I think till the 20th of November will be in the show notes Um, so you can do that and you know all the other stuff like If you haven't left a review before, leaving a lovely five-star review helps me out so much. It gives, like, the show a little boost in the algorithm. Or just tell a friend. Do you have a friend and you're like, hey, friend, I think you could use a little peace of mind. Um, Come hang with me and my friend Kelly and let's do some meditation together. I don't know. Um, And if you are pregnant or expecting, oh, what other question I'll answer? Everyone keeps asking if the reason I'm revamping meditation mama is because i'm pregnant again i am not you guys know that i mean i would i hope to be at some point um but i'm not i just i really i don't know i'm just feeling inspired to release new meditations on meditation mama so there you go i answered two questions for you um yeah that's it i'm wrapping this up i'm i'm landing the plane so i hope that you are so good and thank you for listening and letting me do what i love and being a part of this beautiful community okay bye